Welcome to the Solarpreneur Podcast, where we teach you to take your solar business to the next level. My name is Taylor Armstrong, and I went from $50 in my bank account and struggling for groceries to closing 150 deals in a year and cracking the code on why sales reps fail. I teach you how to avoid the mistakes I made and bring in the top solar dogs of the industry to let you in on the secrets of generating more leads, following up like a pro, and closing more deals. What is a solarpreneur, you might ask? A solarpreneur is a new breed of solar pro that is willing to do whatever it takes to achieve mastery, and you are about to become one. Okay, what is going on? We're here with another episode, and I'm super stoked for today's guest because this is something that I've been working with for, I think, six months or so now, and he's gotten me massive results in my organization, specifically in my referral process. So I am excited to have James on the podcast. Mr. James Rushing, thanks for coming on the show with us today. Absolutely. Pleasure to be on, Taylor. Glad we finally got to do this. We've been talking about it for a while, so it be fun. Yeah. But no, I think it's good timing because um, initially I was thinking about getting you on like right when we started working together. But I think it's almost better now, now that we've been working together for six months or so. We kind of know, you know, the things I was struggling with. We know what you've helped me with. So I think we'll have a lot more, uh, you know, focused conversations now that we've been able to work together. So absolutely, let's do it. Yeah. But yeah, so just to kind of introduce you a little bit and um, I guess tell how we ran into each other. So I first heard James, he was on Sam Taggart's Door to Door podcast. And I remember you guys were doing this podcast just in a park or something. And I think he just hit you up, um, I guess, when he was out in your neck of the woods. But you started just talking about all these referral systems you had in place and how you got guys just transitioning to where they could get most of their business from referrals. And I'm like, man, that sounds like the dream, especially for solar, just having people call you and like you're telling me it's possible where I don't have to knock a thousand doors a day. I can just having yeah, getting uh you know these referrals <laughs> and so it caught my attention yeah. i'm like man i gotta see what this guy's all about and so we hopped on a call and long story short uh started working together from there and um yeah it's been great results and i know there's still some things that are a work in progress with me but um definitely helped me get my referral system in place way better than it was before so um, that's the beauty, right? It's yeah. uh, that Japanese symbol. I think it's Kaizen, the never ending constant improvement, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, it's gotten a lot better. And um, yeah, so I'm excited here. We're going to be jamming on, um, you know, how to set up a referral system. We're going to talk about just some things that I changed in the way I sell to and kind of the whys behind all of it. Um, but yeah, before that, do you want to give us just fill in the blanks with the background, kind of why you decided to start retention experts, James, and uh, I guess your background in sales and why you decided to start your company and all that? Yeah. So uh grew up selling cut care, the high-end kitchen knives, door-to-door, direct sales, you know, direct selling association runs strong in my blood and uh, had a Hall of Fame background in Cutco, um, sold about 700, 750 accounts. Most of those actually were while I was in college. And I just, I really realized, you know, I was averaging 20 plus referrals when I got referrals. And a lot of them were heads up text, you know, yeah, absolutely call me, um, things like that. And I actually got it down tailored to where I could make about six phone calls, regardless of if they answered or 
told me to pound sand. <laughs> um, but about every six phone calls resulted in an appointment and we wound up having an 80% show ratio, which I know is a big thing in, in the D2D industry as well. Um, so yeah. I started looking at it systematically, you know, and I met a lot of business owners um, and, you know, I got referred to people like Lance Berkman, who will be a Hall of Fame baseball player, played for the Astros because I'm down here in Houston. Uh, yeah. Mitt Romney's Texas finance chair when Mitt had run for president, the lieutenant governor of Texas at the time, met a top 130 wealth manager on Forbes list. And I don't share any of these. I mean, you and I know each other pretty well. I, I don't share these to brag about who all I've met. I think some of the things we're going to talk about today, though, are about how to build trust where people will really give you their best referrals and then will help you because they believe in you as a person. Um, and I think one of the things we're going to talk about today even is like, how to humanize the experience because people always want to help people, right? Yeah. They don't necessarily want to help the salesperson, but they want to help tailor the father or tailor the husband. Yeah. Things like that. So, but yeah. it, it's kind of funny. It actually all goes back to 18 years old where I kind of figured some of this stuff out and I was going to play football at Harvard, had a couple oh. Ivy League offers. And I actually don't know if I've ever shared this with you, but yeah, what happened was <laughs> never shared this, huh? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. well, I've been talking for six months. I haven't heard this story, so it got my attention. Yeah, this, this is a good one. So uh, I wound up playing football at the Air Force Academy. But what ultimately happened before that, 18 years old, Tim Murphy, literally second most winningest coach in the history of college football at Harvard of all places. Um, he was supposed to be in my living room. Mm -hmm. And and he texted me. He was about 30 miles south. Hey, we're running late and uh, we'll be there tomorrow. Is that okay? Well, if you know anything about college sports, there's a dead period. And this is being recorded, so I probably shouldn't get too, too much into the <laughs> details. But long story short, to this day, um, I've never met Coach Murphy at Harvard. Uh, and I got a text, uh, 18 years old, I got a text and it was like, hey, um, three offensive linemen quit. We're pulling all defensive line offers. And uh, so nothing that I had ever done, but uh, wound up not playing football at Harvard over that. And when you're 18, 19 years old, I'm sure you can relate. Like that's kind of crushing. Yeah. Um, but the reason I share that, Taylor, is I learned it wasn't about football. It's about connection. Mm. And it was about a team. And it was about being a part of something bigger than myself, you know, and, and that's why like in the industry, we have door knocking, we have rallies, right? We have sales rallies, we have team night outs, we have, uh, you know, I think you were sharing with me a couple months ago, like you're in Hawaii, right? Yeah. Like companies understand that. And it's not about employees. It's not about clients, it's not about referral partners. It's about a core human condition that needs connection. Um, yeah. and so you know, I don't want to run away too much, but that's kind of what I realized. Um, we created this yeah. little equation at the retention experts. It's data, right? Client data plus psychology. That's the connection significance that we're talking about. And yeah. unique gifts. So data plus psychology plus unique gifts equals incremental revenue. Mm. Um, and so I met all these people and had had a direct sales background in a fragmented industry and said, rather than working for these guys or gals one day, like, why don't I just start my own business? And uh, kind of the long-winded story of the understanding of connection and gratitude and appreciation that led to founding the retention experts. Yeah, that's cool. Well, and 
something I wonder, and I'm sure people listening to this might be wondering, it's like, James, if you're so good at selling these Cutco knives and you're just getting referrals galore, like, why would you step away from that and start your own company? Um, So for you, and I know people do that, like there's people that leave solar, start companies, things like that. Maybe they're top reps. Um, What was, so for you, was it just the fulfillment part of it? Or what's the reason you decided to start your own company versus just continuing to run with Cutco? I really, we were putting logos on gifts and stuff like that. You know, we can talk about that later, but it was just like helping a lot of people. And I realized I'm like, it's it's just not about the gift. Like it was really put on my heart that the world right now, Taylor, and I'm sure you will agree with this, but it's like the world needs more gratitude and connection right now. Like we're coming out of COVID, you know, it's 2023 when we're recording this, whenever you listen to it. And we're just in such a fragmented world and disconnected. And, you know, people are like, do I matter? Like we're seeing the great resignation and jobs. People are changing jobs all the time right now. Yeah. And it just, it was really on my heart that like the world needed more of this um, yeah. and really loving on people and taking care of your clients at a, above and beyond. And so it just, Cutco is a great product, extremely grateful for the company. I'm sure a couple of people listening to this today have sold Cutco at some point. Uh, I wouldn't be here where I am without them, but uh, it just, there's an above and beyond that was on my heart. So, yeah. Love it. Well, yeah, and you've certainly helped a lot of people. I know you have clients that are just, um, you know, selling 100% referrals now. We didn't quite get to that level with solar yet, but uh, hopefully I can say that too someday. Be nice to we're, be the first. Uh, we're, we're not we're not done yeah. yet. Maybe there'll be a, a version <laughs> two or episode two and we get you there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But definitely have increased that. Um, but no, so we want to talk a little bit more about, um, you talk about this humanizing the experience. And as we are working together, this is something you helped me with, James, is just like in my sales process, how do I get people to look at me more as not just a salesman sitting across from them, but actually as a person. And I was doing some of that before, you know, I had the picture saved, my background screen of kids and all that. I would share that. And I think those seems help help for sure for the listeners. If you're not doing that, would recommend it. But yeah, do you want to talk to some other things that you'd help me with in that process and um, specifically in solar things you would suggest for solar guys to just make the experience more human instead of them looking at us as just this sales rep where they've heard a million sales reps about solar. So what are some other things that you would suggest with that? Uh, Solar? No, I'm not interested. Slam. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, no, like that's a person you just slam the door in their face. Right. That yeah. is somebody's father or husband yeah. or daughter or mother or whatever. Right. Yeah. And um, so I, I think it comes back to that equation, right? The data plus psychology plus unique gifts equals incremental revenue. Like there's a psychology piece there. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you know, you had the phone where you were like talking about why you got into solar, how you got into it, you know, talking about your kids. Um, but it's like, I believe, honestly, Taylor, at the end of the day, it's like business doesn't have to be business. Like you're selling a product for their home. You're selling, you're, you're helping their lives improve by saving money that they can divert um, into using in other things in, in their life, Right. So not only is it humanizing yourself, but it's not necessarily selling solar as like a cost savings, but it's like, what would you do with that money? Right. Um, You and I have a mutual connection. uh, And what they do is they run a referral program based on giving a drawing for uh, a trip. And it literally lets Matt keep a lifetime relationship, a client for life, rather than just a, a contract and install and you never talk to them. Yeah. 
So, you know, I know when you and I first started, a couple of things that we always do for our, our solar clients is to humanize that. You know, we we really get three things going. Um, it's about referral networks. It's about mm. proving that you know their friends, their social circles. Uh, it's social proof. It's like, hey, my biggest goal isn't that I sell you solar, or that you want huge panels for your roof. It's just seeding, right? It's, yeah. uh, hey, my biggest goal is that you like me enough to introduce me to a couple of people. And, and and you need to make it your own language, right? But, yeah, you know, Taylor, my goal isn't that you buy solar today. It's actually that you introduce me to a few more people like Sam did. Yeah. Um, but we'll worry about that at the end if that's cool with you. Does that work? Nice. So you've seeded that, right? And you get yeah. their permission. They know you're going to ask because the worst is you get to the end, you ask for referrals and they're like, what? There's another yeah. thing? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. um, and then, so I would say the seeding is number one. Number two is the referral proof. So I remember we took the San Diego neighborhoods and sorted it into Chula Vista and a couple other areas that you sold in. Yeah. And we titled it and then we put the names of people that they would recognize in those areas. And then you're able to have them printed and connect social networks. And then I think the third thing you kind of mentioned, this is almost like an all about Taylor. And it's like, you know, you ask your prospect, what do you do when you're not waiting for the solar guy or gal to knock your door? And then yeah. you let them go. And then you're like, yeah, kind of crazy story. Here's how I actually got into solar. And you tell about who you are and how you got there maybe some social yeah. proof of awards you've won, things like that. So now it's Taylor sitting at a table. It's not the solar guy or the solar gal or the solar sales rep. It's, hey, I'm Taylor Armstrong and this is who I am. Yeah, for sure. And I think what's cool is you just helped me get out way more organized than I was doing. I think all of us to a degree that are selling solar, we're all building rapport. We're all telling a little bit about ourselves, but it's just like, um, you know, I would forget a lot of times to to tell like my background. And so you help me like organize it in the sheet that it's almost like giving me a step-by-step -step framework for, okay, I'm going to hit these points every time and I'm going to do these things. And that's going to give, give me a way higher chance where they look at me as a human being instead of a salesperson uh, sitting across from them. And then, and then, yeah, well, again, I like, think that's a yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just saying, yeah, with the sheets, like the area sheet too, it's like, we all know it is. Uh, name drop, right? Say we're working with XYZ, with uh, Joe across the street, with uh, Judy, all the people. But um, I, I really like the idea of putting it on a sheet because we've all heard people believe what they can see. And so I think it's way more powerful if they actually see it on a sheet. Then they're like, okay, this is real. He's not just like spitting out random names. And then what I was doing too is just like, you know, these little testimonial videos. But as people see it on a sheet, then they see an actual video with it. I think it took, it just made it way more credible, way more believable as I was combining all three of those things. But uh, yeah, well, and, definitely a couple times. And I'm curious, you know, we worked for the, on this for six months or so and a couple other things too. But like when you start combining those, like what did you see? Like I, I know one time you were like, dude, I, I can't believe I got, we were talking about how many referrals you got and like some limiting belief about that. And like when we were able to combine the video and the social network and the proof and the referral sheet, like, what did you see come from that? Uh, well, yeah, just like they know that that's the way business is done. Cause I think that was a big shift for me. It's like the seating. Um, and I talk about it on the podcast all the time, how, uh, you know, we need, be, we need to be telling them what the process is, how we're going to go through their proposal, their breakdown. And then at the end, we're going to submit an application. So you just help me realize it. it's like, okay, we need to do the exact same thing. If I'm trying to build a referral based business, 
I need them to know that from the beginning, hey, we're going to submit the application. We're going to get the process going with solar. But also, hey, the way we work is we work through word of mouth marketing. So at the end, um, we're going to get you a great product, great deal, and we're going to go forward with it in the end. Um, we're just going to help you think of some people that may also be able to benefit from this. And then it's, it was cool because you see it, it's almost making it a higher status. So like, oh, like, oh, I have to do all these things just to get this. So the value is going up in their head. They're like, oh, well, I'm, I'm going to get a way better deal because I'm going to like do these things for them. But then also yeah. you're getting referrals from it. So it's like, yeah, it, it, well, it, yeah super powerful combining those. And, you know, you bring something up, right? Like the law of reciprocity there. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's one of the things we talk about. Like, yeah, maybe you do have to, you know, mess with the dealer fees, give a discount, something like that. Right. But it's like, if I can do this for you, can you do that for me? Right. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I would love to get you a great deal, Taylor. If I can do that though, I don't, I don't care if they answer my call, buy solar, refer me to a hundred people, ha ha ha, or like never answer my call. But Hey, Taylor, if it's cool with you, if I can lower that rate for you, do you mind texting 10 people just that I'm going to be reaching out? I've got it pre-scripted for you, right? But there's always, hey, if I can do this, can you do that? And it's not tit for tat, right? It, it's yeah. a very much so like, hey, by the way, these dealer fees are coming out of my commission and I don't mind doing that for you. Like, I want to get a great deal, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And we do some gifting, right? Some of the contracts, some of the during installs when you're waiting for PTO, like, you know, I know you and I have sent some gifts, stuff like that. We do a little bit of the gifting. Yeah. And I always joke, I'm like, it, it's not really about the gift, right? It's about the law of reciprocity. Yeah. And like you just said, wow, I value this way more because I did this, this, and this. And now I'm getting this reciprocation. Yeah, um, for sure. And then so. just this, something that happened to me actually recently. I don't think I told you this, James, but uh, one of my customers... Her name is Veronica, but she had some major issues after the install. And unfortunately, you know, previous installer dropped the ball on a lot of things and it's whatever. But um, we had sent her one of these Cutco knives. You helped me send out. And um, and long story short, all these issues we were having, I think the only reason that she didn't like, you know, just blow up and like start ripping off panels because of these issues. She's an old lady, so she... Just wanted the process to go super smoothly. But I think just the fact that I had sent her that knife and that you helped me get some gifts out um, is really what turned this situation into just being, uh, you know, an absolute disaster. And so I think that's a different side of it that people probably don't think about is in solar, it's construction. Sometimes we can't control everything. But on top of like getting referrals and all that, um, if you can get people to see you as a human being, if you send some of these gifts out, then when stuff does go wrong, it's, um, yeah, it's a lot easier to deal with when they <laughs> see you as a human being because she was upset, but she was like, Hey, um, like, like, and I was, I was offering, I'm like, Hey, I want to help fix some of these issues. Like, let me just help pay for this, pay for that. Cause she's getting double billed and she's like, no, you got kids to pay for. You got this house you told me about, you got a family. So she was like literally repeating back all the stuff that we did during this, like, you know, humanizing phase and, um, me, and me and, and me trying to get her see me as a human being. Um, but anyway, yeah. it's just kind of another, I guess, side benefit from it too. Well, and that's another thing too, though. And like, you know, it's one of the things you and I looked at in that analysis. So we looked at of like, what's on, what are you leaving on the table? Where is it being left? And how do we go capture that value? Like in your book of business, right? 
Yeah. We talked about lowering your cancellation rate. Yeah. And I think a lot of times uh, reps want to just sell more and sell more and sell more, but they don't really look at conversion rates and how many contracts are moving to installs. Because, you know, depending on the kilowatts, like that's a four $7,000 commission check where like a little 50-ish dollar gift saved you several thousand dollars. Yeah. And I think sure. a lot of solar reps don't really look at their cancellation rates and how to keep those lower and how to keep more deals that you've worked so freaking hard to to get to begin with. Yeah. Um, so thanks for sharing that. I love it. Go yeah. Veronica. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think actually her name's Vanessa. Sorry, I got her name wrong. Vanessa. That shows I need to care more about my Go customers. Go client retention. There you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, but no, it's true. Well, yeah, and then like I, I think I had a lot of limiting beliefs. So I wanted to ask you about that, and I don't know if this is something you see in a lot of other people you work with, James, but just like limiting b- beliefs of around getting referrals. Because um, it's like me as a door knocker. I was telling you this before we had the call. Um, sometimes it's easy for us to just be like, okay, we know how to knock doors. We know we know how to overcome the objections at the door. Like, what am I gonna do? trying to set up a whole system around referrals and specifically for me is around like calling referrals. Um, cause I would get these names, I would get numbers. I'm starting to get better at, about having the customer actually introduce me to them to make that easier. But, um, I think my limiting beliefs is like, okay, why am I going to put in all these times, actually set up these systems and like put in all this effort, organize it when I can just go and I know I'm good enough to go knock for an hour or two and get a couple of leads off that. And so what, what do you see? I don't know if you see a lot of that in people you work with, but what are some, I guess, limiting beliefs and how do you help people like, I guess, wrap their mind around building a referral based business instead of just falling back on what they're used to? Yeah. I mean, I, I, we hear all kinds of things, right? Oh, I can only ask for referrals after install happens or after they have PTO. And I'm like, if they want to help you, they want to help you. Like they're going to help you now. They're going to help you later because they're helping tailor. They're not like, Oh, solar is the greatest thing. And like, yeah. I don't know. Like what did, like when you started humanizing yourself, like what, what did you see in your close percentage? Did it go up or did it stay the same? Uh, yeah. I mean, definitely went up, but I have to go through and calculate closing, everything, I guess. But yeah, definitely. Closing and ratio would, goes up. Your retent, your, can, de- yeah. your deal signed to installs goes up. Like all of that. Yeah. Um, sure. So I, I think the biggest thing, honestly, Taylor, is like you hear everything from like, oh, I can't ask for referrals. I'm going to go door knock more. Some reps are doing SEO, paid advertising. They're like, oh, I'm going to just turn the funnel up and get more leads. It's like, yeah, but your cost per acquisition. What, what it really is, Taylor, is I teach data-driven decisions. And you just kind of alluded to it, right? At the retention yeah. experts, we're a lot about data. But not the heavy analytics of CRMs and stuff. Like, we got it down to five or ten minutes a month of reporting, which we can talk about systems and organization here in a second. Yeah, But it's like, I think in general, you have feelings versus data. Yeah, And it's like, hey, maybe we feel something, but like, what does the data show? Right. So for example, I have a client who's like, and he was like, I, I just can't ask for referrals till install happens. Right. And it's like, and I was like, show people what you're asking for. If you want 10 referrals, you need to ask for 20. And that client was like, nobody's ever going to give me 10 referrals. And I was like, okay, but have you ever asked? And it's funny because I have a testimony. He's out in the parking lot. He's beaming a huge smile. And he's like, Hey James, guess what? And he's like, I got 10 referrals. Right. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing that I would say about that is 
just what does the data show? Like we all have feelings, but like, what are they based on? You know? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Does that answer the question yeah. of like, what would I really tell people? It's like, yeah. Yeah. No, that's Yeah. I, I like that. And I think that's what you yeah. helped me with is just seeing the data. Cause yeah, I remember with that too. Um, my limiting belief was like, Oh, I can only get like three people max, um, like three introductions max. And then I think as you started telling me like, Hey, I would get like 10 people minimum from every single cut call, or maybe it's more than that. But I know you started telling me like, look, there's people doing 10, 20 like names off of every cell they get. And so I'm like, Oh wow. Okay. Um, I guess I've never tried to ask for more than like three introductions from a cell. But, um, well, and yeah, I mean, just, and I think you and I, we talked about this too. It's like, you know, you already know your funnel, you go knock 50 doors and you get roughly one deal out of it. Right. So you're yeah. like, well, why would I go do anything different? And it's like, yeah. well, you know, yeah. I always ask, I'm like, who's gotten a referral. Okay. We've all gotten a referral, but who has a system for referrals? Because, yeah. you know, I was talking with my buddy Davison, he owns Ori solar down in Florida this morning. And he goes, dude, I got an inbound lead today. And I was like, yeah? He goes, yeah, I don't even remember my client, but he was like, yeah, my buddy told me y'all were like drinking wine and eating popcorn or something. And and it was 2018. And he's like, I literally set him next date him and he's already signed up and is texting me referrals all in two days. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. it's just easier. Like the setup might take a while, but when I start talking about data-driven decisions, like you even shared with me when you looked at all the referrals that you just had over your your years, like, and this was, I think, the last thing we may talk about, it's like systems and organization. It's like the data showed you had referrals everywhere. You just weren't consistently getting them. You had no way to like turn that referral faucet on. Yeah, yeah um, that's true. So, you know. Yeah. And... I don't know. I mean, I'll be honest. Sometimes this is where the reps are like, oh man, like there's a lot of setup and do I really want to deal with the CRM? And it's like the data part doesn't have to be that complex. It can be as simple as a Google sheet or Excel, you know? Yeah. Um, but For what sure. I think a lot of things, and I know there's some stuff you want to talk about, about systems, but I think a lot of times like people don't track where their deals came from. And right. so if you're not saying thank you to somebody that gave you a referral, you're not going to get more referrals from them. Like people that reciprocity, significance, connection, like just a little thank you. I appreciate you. If you were to write a handwritten note or send a referral, thank you or a gift or whatever. It's like that goes so long. And then yeah. one thing I love we do for all of our clients is, hey, PS, call me when you get this. So I know it got delivered properly. Uh, and yeah. what's cool there, Taylor, is like, now you don't have to call your clients. They're calling you. Yeah. Yeah, that is really cool. And that helped too as we sent out the gifts, just getting these calls. I actually had forgotten you put that on there. So I was getting calls from customers being like, what are you calling about? <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you put that on You there. do that thing like, oh, I think this is a client. What do you want now? <laughs> it's like yeah, they just call in to say thank you. <laughs> I know. Usually it's a problem. Yeah. So I'm like, oh. Uh, it's kind of nice that someone calls me and it's not a problem. They're wanting to cancel or something. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was talking with one of my sales reps uh, last week and he said, you know, I just, I just want somebody to appreciate the work we're doing. Right. Yeah. And it's yeah. really cool to hear you share that story of like, ah, somebody's calling. What do they want? Oh, they're saying, yeah. thank you. That's kind of nice actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. 
For sure. Uh, well, I something it. I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to ask you, like, I know we're going to get a little bit into systems here, which I wanted to help you or ask you about because you helped me just organize a system a little bit better. But uh, a question that just popped into my head is um, for me specifically, like I mentioned, I've had some things go wrong and probably most people in solar have had issues with their customers where they install or like, you know, like left trash behind or they left like a tile undone on the roof, stuff like that. And then uh, also what happened to me, unfortunately, my first company I sold with, they closed the doors, they're not doing installs anymore. So recently I had, I was sending out a little text campaign and trying to see if anyone wanted to add on some more panels, but it didn't go too great because most of these people that were my like first clients, they're like, oh, well, um, we haven't gotten a response from your company. So obviously I didn't really get a great um, reception when I was like asking for referrals from them. <laughs> so um, it's just something I was thinking about. And so like in a situation like that, do you have any tips or suggestions? Like if there's stuff that goes wrong, um, and I know we talked about like law reciprocity, but anything else that you think would help? I don't know, like whether these storms or still get referrals, wins stuff that's kind of out of your control with company goes wrong or what What would you do in that situation? Well, I think the biggest thing before we even get to referrals in general, Taylor, is like people just want to be heard. They want to feel heard. And so if you're just like, yeah, like I can only imagine and you have to put it in your own words, right? But it's like, I can only imagine what that must have been like, you know, you're expecting this. I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry that happened. And then yeah. it's just like, I can only imagine what that felt like. And, you know, you just kind of sit there with them through it and be like, hey, like, how can I, how can I help? How can I fix that? Right. And one, you just let them be heard and feel heard and seen. Then number two, you're just like, yeah, I can only imagine how frustrating that must have been. Yeah. And then three, solution oriented. It's like, you know, how, how can I help? You know, now that I'm aware of it, how can I actually help you with it? Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the times... I mean, you tell me, but I feel like a lot of the times I feel like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm just hearing about that. I can't believe how frustrating that was. That must have been a really big deal. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times the client's going to go, no, not really. You know, they just wanted to be heard about it. Yeah. And some every once in a while will be like, yeah, no, it's this and that. And I would like this. And then now you have a real conversation to remedy it. But I would just start with like, yeah, thanks for sharing that with me. I can only imagine that must have been pretty frustrating. Like. Tell me more. Just ask yeah. a couple of open-ended questions and let them get it off their chest and then see where the real conversation lies. Yeah, I like that. And yeah, I, I think we've talked about this before, James, but it's like sometimes the people that cause the most issues or the most upset, if you just like listen to them and try to help them find a solution, they can be your biggest source of referrals down the road. Yeah. And, and I'm sure yeah. you can name a handful of people like that. And I can definitely yeah. think of a few. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm like, as I was going through this, um, talking to people about their frustrations, how the company wasn't there anymore. I actually was able to help a few of them get in touch with just in phase one of the manufacturers and get some solutions on issues they were having. So even though the company wasn't around, I still helped them with a few things and I haven't gotten referrals from it yet, but it's like, I think they did appreciate yeah, but, that I helped them, you know? But I think one of the things that doesn't get talked about is like, I mean, those are clients of yours from a while ago, right? Like years yeah, and years ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, how does that feel? Just like, how does that feel for you? Just knowing that you were able to take care of people. Yeah, it felt good. Definitely. Like good your job feeling. just yeah. feels different now, right? Like yeah. to an extent. 
Yeah, so, definitely. Anyway. But yeah, no, that's good. Well, yeah, so let's uh, transition here and just um, as we start wrapping up a little bit, um, I, the other thing that I wanted to touch on before we end this is just the organization part because I think, and you can probably agree, this is one of my biggest challenges is before we started working together, I was getting referrals here and there, but um, I think the biggest reason for not having success for me was just my lack of organization. I would have them on random sheets of paper. I didn't have like a CRM set up and I didn't even know who these referrals were from. I think I showed you some like my binders and notepads or whatever, which just a bunch of names and written on. And you're like, cool, Taylor, where'd you get these from? How long ago was it? And I couldn't even <laughs> tell you. I'm like, I don't know who gave them to me. I just, I know they were referrals, but I can't remember how long ago it was. I don't know who gave it to me. And so like, obviously it's going to be tough calling those people. I'm like, Hey, someone referred you, um, might've been like a year ago. I'm not sure who, but do you want to get some solar from me? <laughs> it's like, that's kind of a Basically tough way to start call at that point. If you don't yeah. remember who it was or know anything about them. So yeah, exactly. Um, no, but so, yeah. looking back on, on our work, I would say there are probably, uh, two main systems that I really saw, um, and I think the first one I remember asking, I was like, Hey, when you like, you set the appointment, you come back, right? Sometimes you go straight in, but when you come back, what's your pre-appointment routine, right? And you're like, well, you know, I have this slick, I have that slick, right? Yeah. And I think the big first system that I would say is just like, and we kind of alluded to it earlier. It's like, have everything in one place. So you go through all the same things every single time. So yeah. get, you know, if you do it with an iPad, have everything on an iPad. If you do it with slicks, have a clipboard. You know, a great yeah. idea is get a three ring binder that has slicks clipped into it, your referral sheets, your all about you sheet and put your iPad in there. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think it's like having everything in one tangible place, whether it's an iPad, a clipboard or a binder where it's like, this is everything I need to do a great appointment and have it in yeah. order. And then. It doesn't need to be scripted and it's going to give a great sales rep flexibility. Yeah. It's going to give a new rep a reminder to not mix, miss anything. So that's the first system. And then the second system is like, just keep track of your referrals in the same place. Maybe it's a printed sheet that says, help me hit my goals. And it's numbered one to 20 with a gold line at 10 and 20. So people have a visual goal. Maybe it's taking that and putting it into a Google sheet. Maybe it's taking your referral names and putting them into your CRM. Um, last week I built out a sales pipeline for a solar company where they're like, yeah, we don't have any of our referrals in here. And therefore when somebody says, call me back or I need a, you know, it's a two legger or one legger instead of both spouses, it's like, you need to set that appointment. So you could build it out in your CRM of like not contacted, started, call me back, appointment set, um, contract signed, waiting on financing all the way to, you know, waiting for site survey, right? Yeah. You can put all of that in an appointment setting pipeline yeah. um, in a CRM, or you could even build that out in a Google spreadsheet. It wouldn't be all that hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. I would say those are kind of the two systems is one, have everything in the same place so you don't miss anything. And then number two, store your referrals in the same place. And if I were to throw one other just like freebie out there for systems, it would be have a three-way text that you can copy and paste, send to your client, and they can three-way group text you and their friend or family so that they know you'll be reaching out. And just do yeah. that over and over and over again. That's how you scale. Yeah, love it. And yeah, I mean, that's really what you helped me set up. And 
Yeah, like now I I have my three ring binder. I walk into the plane with the same stuff every time. Um, and yeah, before I just had like these three, four slicks that I was like carrying with slapped on my iPad. And then it's like I'd walk into someone's house and throw like all these random sheets of paper with an iPad on it and these like laminated sheets. So yeah, I think that's something you helped me see too. Is it definitely a, you know, probably helps with the professionalism look a little bit better. You have it all on a binder instead of just like thrown all over the place on their kitchen table, right? And I forget what it is, but it's like people make an initial assessment of somebody in the first three seconds or eight seconds or something. Yeah. So it's like that professionalism is is what's ingrained, right? Yeah. The iPad's more professional. The binder's more professional. The pictures of your kids, like, I don't know. Yeah, I totally agree with that. For sure. Yeah, and I think like CRM, um, yeah, you helped me with my CRM, put them all, get my referral set up. I have my virtual assistant that she was taking all my referrals that I would get in the appointment and plugging them in the CRM. So that's what's worked for me, and um, that's what you helped me set up. But I think it's important too. Like, I don't know, I'm sure there's clients, yours, that they don't necessarily have like this CRM. I know our people are using different things. So I think the point is more just like get organized and have a system. Um, Rather than like, I don't think everyone necessarily has to have the same CRM, the way of doing it, but it's more just yeah. like kind of a and system that, that you do every time. Right. And that's the data part of the simple equation we talked about at the beginning, data plus psychology, right? Some people send gifts, some don't, but data plus psychology plus unique gifting equals incremental revenue. Like yeah. keep track of your leads, keep track of who you've set appointments with, follow up on the ones you need to. The psychology is literally activate the reciprocity and make people feel significant. And then if you want a system put in place, you know, where I forget what was the client's name who just you sent the gift and then Vanessa. she didn't cancel. Vanessa. Yeah, Vanessa. Yeah, yeah. You know, that that's a unique gifting part, right? Putting that in place. And then your business has grown through referrals and your uh, contract signed to cancellation rates gone down. Um, so that's yeah. incremental revenue right there let alone from referrals. So yeah. Um, well, yeah, I guess there's, I, really, a, I was just going to say, I guess there's a reason why you're called the retention experts and not just the referral experts, right? Is because <laughs> it's like, it's because yeah, if you do all these things, yeah, it's, you're not only getting referrals, but you're retaining a lot more clients and keeping them, keeping them happy. Right? You know, it's interesting. We, uh, our motto is appreciation means growth and yeah. there's definitely a dual meaning in that, but but I always say, I'm like, it's honestly not the retention or the referrals. It's actually engagement. Yeah. And I, if you have like one, two or three, I put engagement in the middle because engagement's the glue between retention and referrals. And so if you can yeah. humanize the experience, right, you're going to have a more engaged prospect or client and therefore you're going to have less cancellations. You're going to get more referrals. Yeah, 100%. So. Well, James, it's been uh, awesome you having on, having you on, and um, you know, just kind of refreshing all the things we worked on. And I know you're helping a lot of people out there. And so, for solar people that do want to work more with you or hear more about retention experts, what's the best way to do that and be able to get in touch with you? Yeah, I think the best way is to go to our website www.growretention.com. It's www.growretention.com or on all social medias, YouTubes, uh, the handle's the same. It's the retention experts. Um, so we're pretty yeah. easy to find. Um, and I really appreciate you having us on, Taylor. Yeah, it's been a good time. So guys, whether you want to set up a referral system or your business owner, company owner, want to have more referral partners, which is something I know you help a lot of organizations with, hit James up. He can help you with all of the above. 
he's definitely gotten me results. I've over the past several months, I've been able to increase my referrals from probably just a couple closed deals off referrals a year to, I would say 30, maybe even 40% over the last three, four months. So definitely seeing the results appreciate the help you've given me, James. And, um, yeah, with that, I think we'll, uh, good place to end anything else, any other final advice you'd have for solar reps or, uh, people out there hitting the doors, James. I- just have have fun be a person humanize your business don't keep business business like make it personal and if you want help with that hit up growretention.com okay appreciate you coming on the show guys go hit him up let james know you appreciated him coming on the podcast today and thanks again for coming on the show keep closing deals uh we'll talk soon james sounds good thanks taylor Hey, solarpreneurs, are you sick and tired of spinning your wheels every month and not seeing your sales increase? Well, so was I, and the truth is I was never able to improve it until I figured out what was going wrong. So that's why I'm excited to announce for a limited time, we are doing a free sales diagnostic. We'll break down your sales process, figure out the holes in your business, and see how we can help you improve. So at now, we have six bucks for this month. So book a call now. Don't miss out. What you're going to do is send an email to taylor at solarpreneurs.com. That's taylor at solarpreneurs with an S.com. I'll send you out a calendar link and we will figure out a time that works best. So shoot that email and let's increase your sales.